genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of hot fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off a minute 35, which begins with Martin Blower telling Angel that this is preposterous and ends with Desk Sergeant Turner stopping Nicholas and Angel, stopping Nicholas and Angel, stopping Nicholas and Danny on their way out of the station. <clears throat> yeah, it's the return of the nice one. Yeah, the nice one. <laughs> The return of the nice one. The return of the nice one. Hot Fuzz 2, return of the nice one. <laughs> it's just Bill Bailey. <laughs> Hello. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, Nicholas Angel really uh, he really breaks Blower down. He does. It's. Uh, I, I guess it does speak to some kind of, you know, the sort of the idea of like, uh, it, it almost feels like a small town Orwellian. Oh, yeah just like big brother's watching you but in this case it's like big brother is just writing down everything you say on a little notepad yeah and it just i, I can see that freaking me out yeah if you're used to especially if you're used to maybe like getting your way sure with the police definitely but yeah um no i mean the the way that they've written uh martin here is uh very it's 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 the right kind of sort of um uh, 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 entitlement without, without like balls. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where it's just like immediately cowers. Yes. Um, yeah. and he reminds me of like a little dog who, uh, uh, may, may appear like, like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to beat the shit out of that yeah. big dog. And then as soon as the big dog walks up, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like immediate submission. Yeah. Immediate submission. Yeah. yeah. Where, whereas like, you know, Frank Butterman, Frank Butterman's an alpha in that kind of like, I don't know, like St. Bernard way. Or like that, like the old dog in uh, Homeward Bound. Yeah, way. Shadow. Yeah, like Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then uh, Simon Skinner is a different kind of alpha. But, yeah. But, you know, man, Martin Blower really does seem, uh, I could definitely, like a lot of other characters in this movie that I, I've mentioned throughout the podcast, can see him animated. Mm-hmm. He just seems like an animated character. Yeah, for sure. Like we like with the with the sweater around his neck and yeah. the little like gloves. He just seems like he would be. But and that's the thing, right? I mean, that's 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 the key is like you get a good costume designer, yeah, a good costume director, and that's what you get. You get characters who are easily animatable, easily drawable mm-hmm. because they have such a distinct silhouette. Yeah. You know exactly who they are. Yeah, when you see them later in flashes during a montage, you remember like, oh, it's that guy. It's, yep. the, it's those two. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because like even Lucy Punch is doing really understated acting just by being in the moment. She's mm-hmm. like twirling her hair and like mm-hmm. laughing at all of his jokes and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like seeming bothered. Yeah. Kind of like really like, ugh, kind of yeah. way. And yeah. you remember her too. Yeah. And she's not even saying anything. I, I think that that is, uh, it's underrated how important and valuable I think that is. And we talked about it 
quite a bit on Back to the Future Minute, and we we talked about it a lot last season oh, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the idea of making sure that that costumes fit the character to the point where you could cosplay as that character and people would know who you are. Like <laughs> even if even like in the case of of Martin Blower, right? You wouldn't you would get the type of character that person was cosplaying as even if you didn't know exactly who they were if they were by themselves. Yeah, kind of a stock character. Right. But then in the group it's yeah. like, oh, he's that guy from Hot Fuzz. Remember that one episode, of Sean, when we mentioned like someone going as the crew, or someone went as the crew mm-hmm. when I went to go see it at the Greek. Right. Now I remember. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone, someone was like David, someone was Die. Yeah. And it, it was great because when they were together, you immediately were like, oh my God. Yeah. Look at David's jacket. Look yeah. at Diane's hat. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I just, I think that that's incredibly important and, uh, it definitely comes into play with him, like with the driving gloves and the <laughs> foppy hair and, mm-hmm. It's just the little glasses. Oh man. Oh, it's great. It's great. I, I almost wonder if they tried to, or thought about getting, um, getting, uh, Dylan Moran to play that part. Oh, that'd be, yeah. Because it's very, it's kind of similar, right? It's kind of a similar role. Yeah. Kind of a Squidwardy. Yeah. Kind of, uh, Squidwardy blowhard snob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Entitled. Like a Frasier character. Yeah. A little bit. Um, so it's really good. And, and I do like his use of, yeah, like just all he's doing is writing what he's saying. (laughs) Um, and it's, and it's freaking him out. And I just, the power in that is just so interesting. I guess maybe it's the idea of suddenly being held accountable for your words. Right. Like, you know, when someone is being rude to wait staff Mm -hmm. or someone lower on the class scale, it's right. like, whatever, who cares what this person thinks? But as soon as someone on your level sees you being a jerk, that suddenly it's like, oh, I'm being seen. I'm being observed. Right. What I do It's like matters. when someone pulls out a camera. Yeah. Like, hold on. Put that away. Oh, yeah. Like, if someone's just being, like, racist not by a lemonade stand or whatever. Yeah. Now there's a camera. Oh, I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. Because right. this, this has consequences. Right. I can't just do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's great. It's, it's, it's really great. And... Um, you know, I think of all of the people, uh, I I I understand why they would want to kill this guy. Sure, yeah, he, he's just kind of uh, he's snobbing up the place. Mm-hmm. He's like a Beetlejuice character. He is a little bit. You're right, man. I, I'm I can't help not now that we're talking about like cameras and phones and stuff. Yeah, I can't help thinking about how Sanford would change now with like social media. Oh yeah, and like Snapchat. Well, all the hoodies would just be recording everything that yeah. everybody's doing. There would definitely be like an American Vandal kid. Yeah, they would have had to make the shift. Oh, like they they. It seems that they don't kill children now. Yes. Yeah, they would have to shift. I yeah, think they'd, they'd have to start killing them. Look, yeah, yeah. Like times we, have changed. Times have changed. We've got to kill them. <laughs> kill them all. Uh, cell phones. They would hate cell phones. Oh, they would hate cell phones. Absolutely. Always on the cell phones. They call them smartphones, but they make you dumber. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> the whole the whole town laughs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just I I love this. I love this scene. It's really good. Yeah. It's a great way to introduce this guy. Because mm-hmm. um, he's the first to get killed, right? Yeah. He is. Yeah. 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 Because that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. It's right after Romeo and Juliet. Right. Right. William Shakespeare's an homage to William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And then yeah, we get uh another earnest monologue from Nicholas Angel this time about uh the pad and paper. Mm-hmm. Which has saved his life more times than he cares to admit. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit 
uh, I think yesterday talking about like how, you know, uh, uh, British cops, they don't carry guns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how can we take what, what British cops have on them and make it like a badass moment. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's staying true to the to the premise of the movie. Right. Of like, look at this. This yeah. is absolute. This isn't violent. Right. This is pure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost yeah, it's like Forrest Whitaker talking about like a samurai sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And so he just does this, he has this badass moment with a notebook where he's just writing down everything this guy's saying. Mm-hmm. And there is uh, a there is kind of a Wild West confidence to him as he's Writing down everything Martin Blower's saying, that's akin to like, yeah, like John Wayne. Yeah, exactly. Like unfappable. Un, 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 uh, unfappable, yeah. Unfappable. Yeah, yeah okay, that's that right. sounds so wrong now in today's day and age. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, sure. But uh, yeah, un, unflappable. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a great moment. I love, I love, I love that. And it really goes to show you like the kind of hero that Nicholas Angel is as a, as a protagonist, you know, and yeah. like the kind of, I don't know. He's just, he's this, really interesting. He and, is. And I, I take umbrage with criticism of this movie that Nicholas Angel is a boring character Mm-mm. simply because he is like lawful good. Right. And it's like the Superman thing. Yeah. It's like just cause you're not Jack Sparrow, you know, right. like I, yeah. Like, that doesn't make you less interesting. In fact, in this day and age, I think it makes you more interesting. Right. Yeah. The idea that like Clark Kent, someone with all that power would choose to live humbly and just make right. the world a better place. And, and that's because that's the that's the whole thing with Lex Luthor. Yeah. Right. Is like Lex Luthor is the opposite of You're that. You're doing it wrong. You have all of this power and he does, he's like, I don't have your power, but it's not. It's the same. Yeah. It's relatively the same. Yeah. Right. They both can do basically anything they want with their power. Well, their their yeah, power. But one of them's choosing to just build the Lex Luthor brand, right. the tower, right. And suddenly there's someone else looking on him, observing right. him, right. Suddenly it's like, oh shit, he's got a notebook. Yeah, he's got a notebook. Yeah, it's like well, you're not as good as you are pretending to be because now I'm here, right. And he's like, oh shit, now this guy is here. Yeah, and now people are gonna start asking, well, how come you're not doing what Superman's doing? Yeah, how come we don't have to pay for it with him? Right. He's yeah. Like, oh, can't have that. Yeah, exactly. So like that's and that's I think that's what makes Superman an interesting character and uh, what makes his relationship with Lex Luthor interesting. And again, like what makes Nicholas Angel interesting and uh, because it's not it's not that he's interesting. And that's and that's the same thing with Superman, right? It's Mm -hmm. not that Superman or or Nicholas Angel or any character is inherently interesting. Yeah, it's specifically the situation that you put them in. Mm hmm. Right. If you put Superman in a in a world where he's opposite this guy who yeah. has power and chooses to use it, wield it in an irresponsible way mm-hmm. versus Superman, like that is an interesting situation to put that character in. And the same thing with here. Right. Yeah. Nic- Nicholas Angel is a guy who has all of these values about justice mm-hmm. and about what is right and wrong. And this town does as well. <laughs> yeah. So in order to like keep be a good person or keep his values, he has to rebel against the, the authority in which he is governing. Right. Exactly. And I just think that's, I think that's fascinating. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, so he's a lot like Superman, Nicholas Angel, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think that comparison is pretty apt. Yeah. Just the, uh, the, 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 It'd be so easy for Nicholas Angel to choose to like piss off or to like not care to be like, well, 
here right. I go. Time to like, you know, drink, eat, eat chunky monkey for the rest of my life. Right. But the fact that he chooses to like not move is interesting. Right. Like, no, I'm, this still matters. Yeah. The admitted Sanford. Yeah. No, it's great. And uh, yeah, and then we get uh, some great. Is that Oscar Wright doing the, the, the flip animation? Yeah, it's got to be. Because it, it reminds me a lot of um, of uh, the artwork from Spaced. Yeah, with like with like the big like baggy pants and like mm-hmm. it, it just sort of has that vibe to it, mm-hmm. like the style of it. And I remember <clears throat> the DVD having like f- these on it as well. It by yeah, themselves, like little flipbook animations. I want to yeah. say it's maybe the one that Nick Frost refers to. So usually, what I have on the other side. Oh yeah, yeah. I but I love that he he shows him like what he does with his notebook. Show and me. He has this little yeah. Show me. <laughs> and he has this little. This little flip book. I love the, I think my favorite bit about it is the pause. Like he shoots him twice. The cop shoots him twice in like the shoulder and the side. And then he like drifts down and then there's a beat and then he shoots and he blows his head off. Um, I think that's my favorite part of it is like the beat. Yeah. The care. Yeah. Um, Just the timing of it. (laughs) He kind of steadies himself. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, it's so good. Um, and then, and then I love after he shows it to him, uh, and he's like, "That's extraordinary." And then looks away, and he says, "Oh, you should see the other side." And he starts flipping the other side, and then you can see Angel start to drift back because he is and he is curious. Like, well, what is it? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> he's like, "Well, what could it?" And it's those, it be? it's those little moments <laughs> of Angel being not ever so slightly game. Uh huh. Like he isn't entirely like, "No, I'm not." go away yeah he's like okay what is it yeah, you know yeah, like, yeah. He, he moves just enough to keep it like interesting yeah to where when we start going to places like let's go to the pub together mm-hmm. you know it he angel isn't he doesn't dislike danny being around i think he does sense it well this is a decent person yeah he's just like, really annoying right well and i and i think too there's a part of him that sees it as like a project yeah like oh yeah he really he really wants Danny to get better. Right. And it's moments like that monologue where he's right. like trying to really pass knowledge down to this yeah. like knucklehead. And it's, and it's, it gives him something to do because <laughs> Lord true. knows he has nothing else to do in this yeah. town, you know? So like, whereas a situation like this in London might be problematic for him because he's like, I've got better things to do than to teach you. Go back to police academy. Mm-hmm. You know, here yeah. he doesn't have anything. He's got nothing but time on his hands. So yeah. he's like, yeah, I might as well. Lift God. this guy up. Yeah, he really is just Judy Hopps. Yeah. London. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Picture him just like, yeah, because there'd be so much crime in London. Uh-huh. He'd be always on the move. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, kudos to the script supervisor uh, because they are uh, clocking out at 7 o'clock. It mm-hmm. says on the time clock, 1900, oh, yeah. which is 7 o'clock, which is late, really. I mean, they stayed like a couple extra hours. Yeah, you're right, huh? Yeah. Um, but anyway, seven, seven o'clock. And then in the, uh, locker room, you can see it is seven fifteen mm-hmm. after they've already changed out of their, uh, out of their uniforms. So yeah. that's a, that's a good script supervisor on set is what that is. Boom. Yeah. Professionals. Oh yeah, for right. sure. Um, so that's, that's really great. And then, uh, and then, uh, Danny and, and Nick, they, uh, they come out into the, to the lobby to leave the station and they get stopped by yeah. the desk sergeant. It's funny how they match more now that they're off duty. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um but we do have the setup for a payoff later in the movie, which is him saying, uh, do you want to go do something? He's like, What'd you have in mind? He's I like, know. I don't know, pub. Pub. Uh and then here uh here Nicholas says, 
I don't think that's a good idea. Do you? (laughs) And then they leave. Uh, but later we're going to get the payoff yes. to that uh, in a very satisfying way. In, in the way. moment, he's most he's referring to Danny's uh, debaucherous right. adventure from a few nights ago. Right. Where he drunk drove and almost murdered Nicholas. Right. Uh, but that's because he didn't have a buddy looking yeah. out for him. I was really... I'm, 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 the, uh, the drunk driving conversation has been one of the more layered and conversational on the over on the facebook groups yeah just about like the uk and just like the the culture i don't know i just like, yeah that, that for some reason that i had like that really hit a well yeah uh, and i always like go back to it sometimes when i'm like that's funny that we i don't know <laughs> yeah um update on the ice cream thing yeah uh so you know we were talking about eating ice cream out of a dish Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, how weird that was mm-hmm. that he was like eating Ben and Jerry's out of a dish. Mm-hmm. So as it turns out, apparently in England, uh, that's the only way ice cream comes is in pints. So eating that, put, putting that into a dish is completely normal because that's the only way ice cream comes. It doesn't come any larger. Okay. So the fact that we have like super big, like we have ice cream that comes in like plastic gallon tubs. Yes. And uh, that's completely bizarre. Uh, to England, and so and as it should, yeah. And so the fact that like the pint is um is a uh, it's, the, it's the size, it's a single size for us. Yeah, it's like a single size. Um, that it's basically uh, England is like fat shaming us. I think is what is really kind of like, that, hey fellas, yeah. Let's how would you put it in a dish, you fucking pig, <laughs> uh, you American yeah. pigs? Just a pig with your trough. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah. So anyway. There's, uh, there's I have fond memories of eating like bluebell ice cream out of a bowl. Sure. But again, that didn't come in a pint. No, it didn't. Because I still stand by that not eating a pint out of the pint is that's that's weird. Yeah, like it's that what do you think it's there for? Yeah, I know, right? Apparently it's just there for packaging, according hey, to England. Well, same family same same kind of uh, a practice ceremony, I guess. Where are you on Chinese takeout taking it out of the containers onto your own like plates and stuff? Depends on what the food is. If it's a layered dish where it's like one thing in one container and another thing like a rice Got or whatever, yep. then I'll mix it in my own thing. But like, like last main. right. But then like last night I had uh, I had sesame chicken on its own. Okay, just no, there was no rice or anything. Yeah. It was just sesame, so I just ate that. And where are you going to put that on the plate? Yeah. Right. Um, plus, you know, you eat it out of the package and, and, and I feel like a, like a great detective in like Blade Runner or something. Yeah. <laughs> like eating it out of the box like that. I feel like that all the time now that I live out here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Especially when it's raining. Living in a haze. Yeah. Uh, listeners, let us know how you eat your ice cream and Chinese takeout. <laughs> all your Gilmore girl ass needs. Yeah. Is that, yeah. What, what, what would you say was their primary movie night food? Uh, it was Chinese. It was a lot of stuff. They usually would get an, uh, an eclectic thing. Of, they would have Chinese food, a pizza, and then like bowls of candy. They would they would eat like four different meals of food. Yeah. And then watch like five movies. Yeah. Somehow in the span of like a night. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> and they were fine the next day. And they were fine. <laughs> like nothing happened. Yeah. That's why uh, I want to live in that universe. It's a fantasy show. It, it's 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 amazing. I mean, I would love to eat like they eat and never gain any weight. Yeah. Can you imagine ordering like a pizza, a full Chinese food meal, Greek, <laughs> and then like, let's watch a chorus line, Wizard of Oz, five episodes of the Donnie Marie show. Yeah. Lane will come over. <laughs> Lane will come over. <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. And as Gilmore Girls come up a lot on this show. It does. 
And I don't talk about it a lot outside the show. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's like... It's because of the village. Yeah, this is, yeah being in a village mindset, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, Stars so. Hollow. If there, if there ended up being... If, like, Gilmore Girls came back for, like, another season, and, like, it was because that, that Taylor started, like, an NWA... <laughs> I would be like, yeah, this checks out. Yeah. Taylor, what have you got up to this time? <laughs> They're all like wearing hoods. <laughs> uh, check out Luke's R's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's better than the, when we were doing outdoor yoga. <laughs> Jeez, there. Oh, good week. Yeah, it's a good week. Uh, Excited to see more Bill Bailey. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get a little bit more of him on Monday. Uh, in the meantime, go uh, check out our Patreon page. I think this weekend we're going to have our top 10. Uh, finally. Finally out. Yeah, our top 10 of uh, 2018 will finally be up on our Patreon. So Nick and I talking about our top 10 movies of the year. Uh, so that should be waited that should whole, be fun. We waited a whole goddamn month. I there's still just, stuff we haven't seen. I know. I know. I know. There's no time, We've man. We've been busy. If we have. Uh, so be on the lookout for that if you're a Patreon supporter. And if you're not, you just have to go to duelinggenre.com slash support yeah. and uh, become a Patreon member today for uh, $3 a month. That's all we ask. $3. It's a lot of content. It's a lot of content for $3. If you like the show, if you feel like you'd be interested in more, it's it's uh, it's a great, I think it's a good investment. Yeah. And there's only ever going to be more stuff. Right. And if you only want, if you can only afford a dollar a month, that gives you Scott Pilgrim in it. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, there's that. So check that out. Uh, anyway, but yeah, at the $3, you get Scott Pilgrim and all the other stuff. So. Yeah, you get everything. Um, so that's $3 a month. That's all we're asking for. Anyway, duelinggenre.com slash support. Go there, do the thing, and we'll see you back here on Monday uh, with Minute 36 for the greater good. The greater good. Get